I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as falls and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott. Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcast, and welcome to another all-new edition of Nerd Alert. And this week, uh, well, this week officially kicks off what was totally planned from the beginning and not at all cobbled together uh, at the last minute, uh, Star Wars Month! (laughs) I know you're all excited because we totally planned this in advance. It didn't just happen last week while discussing topics. <clears throat> no, we're doing a whole month of Star Wars because it's called Nerd Alert. Why wouldn't we? Uh, so last week, if you didn't check out our show last week, we talked all about the, the Star Wars that we used to know as uh, Legends and what we think we should come back. This week, we're going to get super specific about one topic uh, one item, one prop, one iconic or one piece of iconography uh, that sums up all the Star Wars. Uh, never before, never since has there been one item so intrinsically linked to one intellectual property. We teased about it for for years. Uh, if you've been a listener for a long time, uh, we, the Practical Jokers gave us a shout out and, and teased this like two years ago. We're finally getting to it. We're spending a whole episode talking about the lightsaber. Because why not? Um, but to help me do that, it's not just going to be me talking about it the whole time. So let me introduce the crew, the Jedi Council, if you will. Uh, he's the man who never gets enough weapons and armor. He wants weapons on weapons on weapons. No, I'm not talking about Boba Fett, although he is the Boba Fett of this show. I'm talking about the Doc. You know, hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. It- Get get the fuck off this show! Don't you don't you bring that in here? This is the lightsaber <laughs> episode. Did you prep for the blaster episode? It's next week. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's uh, okay. You go. By go the way, it. yes. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, I know we're not talking about it today, but oh. that last episode of The Mandalorian. Nope, nope, nope. Stay on target. Nope. I was just really pumped. Stay That's all target. I'm gonna say. I was so excited. So excited. I'm super excited. Uh, He's the man who keeps the nerd and taught nerdy to me. He loves to fix things. Sometimes it's hard to understand. He's a little hairy and he's 150 years old. It's Commander Scott. So with with us talking about Star Wars, I'm I'm going stellar on us today. Specifically with a, a concept, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, the doc may know about it, called the Orbital Berry Center. Um... 
in orbital mechanics, if you have two objects orbiting each other, the the point at which the uh, the the orbits pivot on uh, is called the barycenter. Now, if you have two objects of equal mass, of course, it's going to be halfway distant between the two objects orbiting each other. But the reason I bring it up is because I found out something very interesting. Within our solar system, as planets orbit around the sun, the sun being the most massive object in our solar system, because it holds, you know, everything kind of together, the barycenters for all of those orbits uh, are located within the sun. Now, it's not the sun's center point on a lot of them. It's always always just off of center because the mass of whatever is orbiting does throw it off a bit. However, with one exception, the orbital mechanics between the sun and Jupiter, because Jupiter is so massive, the barycenter is actually located outside of the mass of the sun, which means that the sun... Does 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 kind of like warble in place just a little bit as Jupiter orbits around it. Isn't that fascinating? That's awesome. Here, I thought uh, you were going to explain to us how a parsec measures distance, not time. But that's I cool. can I can do that too. Not today, but but <laughs> and it's it's reasons like this because mm-hmm. of how complicated orbital dynamics are that you need precise calculations when traveling through hyperspace Light you can't you can't just throw a lever oh, and God. get like planetary roulette you know or planetary uh well what's the what, what's the thing in vegas you put the quarter in and pull the handle with the the, the Slot machine. Slot, slot machine, yeah. It's not uh, not a planetary slot machine. Come on, safe haven. Nope, Imperial. Okay, let's see what we got next. Come on, no Emmys. Wow, fucking, we're not even five minutes in and we already get a rant. Fucking light speed skipping. Hey, 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 get your science out of my Star Wars right now. <laughs> That's all the science for this episode. We're talking about yeah, Star Wars. Get, get your science right out of my science fiction. Yeah. Yeah, get your science out of one of the greatest science fiction sagas ever. This is not Star Trek, sir. <laughs> exactly. We're talking science fantasy. And who is that dreamy voice you just heard? Well, the three of us weren't enough to handle this. So joining us this week, making his debut on the show, longtime friend, a man who previously only existed in Legends. Ah, see what I did there? The Kyle Katarn of the show. Uh, I didn't come up with a clever nickname for you. I'm sorry, buddy. It's Bandy. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you just got off work, so we appreciate you coming straight on the show. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have missed this one. I consider myself somewhat of an expert in some areas of the lightsaber. Well, great. Is it the pommel? Because I have a lot of questions about the pommel. <laughs> yeah, I'm I have good. a bitter issues. I mean, questions. <clears throat> <laughs> so that being said this week uh all about lightsabers i'm going to start it off with something a little more on a personal scale i just want to go around the table and i want to hear from everybody so that iconic scene from star wars the first uh from a new hope whatever you want to call it whatever your nickname is for it. we learn that the jedi uh, this is the weapon of a jedi knight not as clumsy or random as a blaster an elegant weapon for a more civilized age that moment when when obi-wan gives luke his lightsaber and the audiences around the world are first introduced to 
of a lightsaber. And as as proper nerds, I feel like there's a time in all of our lives when we had that Obi-Wan moment where we picked whatever it was up and, and decided this is my lightsaber. So I want everyone to go around uh, and tell me your Obi-Wan moment, uh, the first lightsaber you remember getting your hands on. I can start. <laughs> go for it. Okay, so my first actual lightsaber was in the 90s. It was the Power of the Force Volume 2, uh, Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi lightsaber, the, the telescoping one that lit up and made noise. Uh, but the first, that, that was my first, like, actual, this is intended to be a lightsaber. But before then, um, you guys remember the Ghostbusters Firehouse playset? It's got the the fire pole that has the thing out that, like, the, the, the action figures roll around and... and slide down the fire pole technically have a little platform on it yeah 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 <clears throat> well you can pull that out of the firehouse without too much effort uh and then you just have a a long blue stick so me being an enterprising kid the first time i watched star wars i had to go play star wars and i didn't have a lightsaber so i yanked the fire pole right out of the fire the firehouse and that was my first lightsaber nice yeah nice. i've upgraded since then but. okay uh I'll go next. Building on that one, um, my first lightsaber was one of two. I can't remember which one I, w I was given first. Um, one of those possibilities is the exact same one you had, the one from uh, the mid-90s, the green Power mm -hmm. of the Force lightsaber. Um, that's the first one I remember actually taking out of the package. Um, my dad also had one of those 1983 The Force lightsabers. You know, you remember the ones that would whistle when you swung them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was one of those. They came in three colors. It was red, yellow, or green. Uh, my dad had the red one. Um, but before that, I would actually find whatever flashlight I could find, and that was my lightsaber. Very nice. Commander Scott, I know you've got a good one. Well... Um, so it's already been mentioned now, but you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the 1983, uh, lightsabers from, uh, I believe it was return of the Jedi is what they were marketed for. The one that Bandy just spoke of, uh, where they, they whistled when you swung them, they were basically just a big plastic tube with, uh, well, they all had the same hilt on them. If I can remember correctly. Um, yeah, they, were, they all had the same hilt. They were kind of very loosely based <sighs> Vader's hilt for that film. Yeah. So that was my first lightsaber. This was before I ever saw Star Wars. I had it brand new. Uh, a friend of mine on, on the same street had uh, the red one. I had the green one. Um, uh, before I started Star Wars, so I didn't even know what it was. My parents didn't know what it was. They just thought it looked fun for a kid. I was six. So, um, yeah, all you youngsters can just get off my lawn just right now. <laughs> All this, all this. Hey, you remember in the mid '90s when Power of the Force came out? I love those toys. You know what? Y'all just get, just go fuck yourselves. All right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll take our, our sound effects and our telescoping blades, and we'll just we'll go home. <laughs> no, actually, that was that was my first one that I that I ever had. So I actually broke my Power of the Force lightsaber uh, about 15 years ago. Good. I was playing with it in a print. <laughs> A friend and I were playing with him, and I swung mine too low, and I hit the tip on the ground, and it snapped right off. See, that, that just makes me so happy right now. <laughs> you have no idea. 
Although, <laughs> although I will have to say though, uh, my first actual uh, Luke moment, you know, when you when when you when you have that moment of feeling, because mm-hmm. you know, flash forward, I'm quite a bit older. I actually know what Star Wars is now, and I'm a fan and stuff. But uh, I I picked up the um, the Master Effects, the Force Effects uh, from Master Replicas yeah. of uh, uh, Anakin from Episode Three. So that would have uh, been back 2005, I think. Uh, you got me. Oh. I don't remember. Sounds, uh, I, I know that's when I started them. Yeah. All I remember right. is I was I was at Fayette Mall, uh, and I went over to the the music store there. <laughs> what was it? DYI or DIE or something? I don't know. Something I don't know. They had music, and they had one there, and it was on sale. It had you know the box was kind of busted up, so they had it marked down to like sixty five or seventy dollars, and I'm like. Fuck yeah, I'll take that. Uh, got it home, put the batteries in it and everything, and I turned that sucker on. I'm like, oh yeah, this is nice. Uh, the dock, uh, before we, we pile on, your first lightsaber? Uh, probably would have been after my mom finished ra- wrapping Christmas presents and I picked up the cardboard tube from the inside. Tube and started swinging it around. Um, I I don't. I may have at one point owned one of the telescoping ones. Uh, I don't really recall. I shocker. I was more into blasters than uh, lightsabers. <clears throat> but uh, doesn't mean I didn't pick up a stick and swing it around. It doesn't mean that when I'm at school teaching math that I don't have three or four yardsticks that at some point in time I just pick up and start twirling like Obi-Wan and uh, kids stare at me and I go, what? <laughs> what? Just look at him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to jump on Scott's uh, uh, my upgrading throughout the years. <laughs> so so I started with the firehouse uh, fire pole and then um, not too long ago, like four or five years ago, we were heading to uh, Gatlinburg and we stopped at Smoking Mountain Knife Works, and, which is a huge, awesome place if you're into, you know, knives and military stuff. Uh, but I came around the corner and there was an entire section. I don't know if it's still there or not. An entire section of fantasy stuff. So they had like the whole Lord of the Rings uh, collection and they had a whole wall full of the Master Replicas lightsabers. And I immediately geeked the fuck out. And convinced my wife that if I got this Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3 Force Effects lightsaber, because it's, you know, a metal hilt and an LED blade and, and, you know, replica of the original, I would never need to buy another lightsaber again. (laughs) She bought that? Wow. No, I bought it. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) She she just (laughs) the last (laughs) one. Yep. Uh, No, I think she knew what she was getting into. Um... So we, we, we were there with a, a group of friends, like a big group, like 10 people. Uh, and we get there and they're all putting food up and, and getting the booze out and, and getting ready to party. And I'm in our bedroom digging around for double A lightsabers so I can ignite my lightsaber. It was like, are you going to come out here and be an adult? I'm like, no, I'm going to play with my lightsaber. Be there in a minute. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. Um. So three lightsabers later, uh, and I really only need like two more. 
maybe three, <laughs> like four at the most. Um, so that's that's our. I, I think everyone has, and again, whether it's an actual toy intended to be a lightsaber or a cardboard tube or a yardstick, whatever, I think everyone at some point is has this is my lightsaber. Um, just because it's such an iconic moment from history and in, in, in geekdom, uh, you know, that whole passing down the, his father's sword, it's, it's very much intended to be, you know, an Excalibur kind of moment. Um, we've all lived that moment in our heads. Um, so I thought yeah. it'd be cool to, to, to see where everyone's coming from and, and uh, we're all nerds. So, yes. so hang on, I, I've got, a, I got a little bit of a, and, and a side story here for, for, okay. for built for building your own lightsabers and stuff. Okay. Senior year in high school. Um, my, my core group of friends and I, uh, who are, you know, huge role-playing nerds and everything. We, we built our own lightsaber hilts. Uh, at one point, just out of, you know, stuff we found at uh, Walmart, hardware stores, whatever we could. Um, and I had I had rigged mine up on a uh, uh, I had a clip that I could put on my belt that had uh, like these super strong neodymium magnets so I could hang mine from my belt and quickly draw it without having to try and unclip it because, you know, I'm not a Jedi. Um, but we would have we, we would have impromptu duels. Uh, and you were on the honor system of, you know, just, you just had to pretend where the blade was. We had no physical blade on the hilt. There was no blade. So you just had to pretend where the blade was and you just had to acknowledge, you know, that yes, you know, somebody blocked this strike or, or didn't. And, and we just had fun with it. But I remember we were over at uh, Travis's house uh, playing games one weekend and uh, we played in the basement and I was, I was coming back, back down the stairs back into the basement and uh um uh jeremiah was standing because it's one of those ones where you got the wall on both sides until about halfway down then the wall on one side you know disappears and it opens into the basement yeah yeah so he was standing by the wall with his lightsaber at head level he was going to ambush me and attempt to decapitate me as i came down the steps and I happened, I happened to catch him out of the corner of my eye, and I dropped to my knees on the stairs right as he did the activation sound. I leapt off of the stairs, went into a tuck and roll, grabbed somebody else's lightsaber that was just laying in the middle of the floor, and came up into an overhead block as he came down an overhead strike. It was awesome. <laughs> Very can, I you, can I have you recreate that? If we could find the basement, sure. So that's the only thing holding you back is finding that basement. I've got oh. it on record now. <laughs> we'll need Jeremiah as well. A couple of lightsabers with no actual blades. I can hook all that up right now. I might need a new knee. Well, I have to break Jeremiah <laughs> out of quarantine first. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, nice. Um, I remember in college hanging out with uh, Captain Planet, Chris, uh, Chris number one over on uh, our sister show. And um, randomly, him and some friends bust into my dorm room. And this is at like 11.15 at night on a Friday. Peacock, you come with us? I'm like, where are we going? Walmart. Why are we going to Walmart at midnight? Star Wars toys. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, no questions needed to be asked. It was it was right when the uh, toys for episode three were hitting shelves. Uh, and I guess some of them were looking for action figures. But me not being an action figure guy, I immediately was like, oh, there's two lightsabers out. Hmm? Um, so I bought one and they bought a couple and we get back and 
they've looked at their figures and they're leaving them in their box because they're proper nerds. And I break out the lightsaber and they, they, you know, we start messing around and starts out in a room and then it goes into the hallway. <laughs> And then it goes into well, there's not a room in the hallway. Let's go to the lobby. And then it goes to the lobby. And it's like and this is a public space. We should we should go someplace else. So then it goes out to the front lawn of the building, and then we 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 had this and the lightsaber duel. The four of us that went from inside a dorm room into the hallway, into the lobby, out of the building, uh, up the main walk on a fountain, uh, and ended up inside one of the uh, the computer labs uh, before we were asked to leave. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, Two lightsabers were broken that night, so we had another trip back to Walmart at about 1.30 a.m. because we needed to buy a replacement. <clears throat> they just don't make them like these two. Very nice. So, yeah, uh, again, that, that's the whole theme here is we're all nerds. <laughs> Variations on the story here. Uh, mine had blades, yours didn't, but hey, my blade broke, so maybe Scott was onto something there. Um, so we're going to get some of the, what I call like the, the softball topics out of the way when we're talking about lightsabers uh, before we get into the really nerdy stuff, uh, details about this. So first of all, before we get too sidetracked, let's go around the horn again and everyone give me what is your favorite lightsaber? I don't give a shit if it's canon, EU, old EU, a video game, whatever. Give me your favorite lightsaber. Bandy, start go, us off. Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so... I don't know who does or doesn't remember this, but one of the greatest Star Wars video game series uh, stars Kyle Katarn. Um, in the second game of the series, Dark Forces 2, they actually uh, had, that was the first time that live action lightsaber footage had been shot since 1983 with Return of the Jedi. It was also the first time we got lightsaber colors in live action that were not red, blue, or green. Um, matter of fact, the very first lightsaber that you see in the game is yellow. Um, now, my dad was the one who introduced me to that game, and his favorite color was yellow. So I decided right then and there, that's the lightsaber that I like. And over the course of the past 20 years, it has become my favorite hilt. Um, and it's wielded by a character named Yun. He's this he's the first boss you fight in the game. He's ridiculously weak. He's he's what was called a dark Jedi. Um and the funny part about him was he only used light side powers, but made fun of you for being a Jedi. <laughs> so um turns out that that character, uh, as I found out you know, 15, 20 years later, is actually very popular. And there have been recreations of that lightsaber hilt, you know, with the, the custom sabersmiths and all that. Um, however, there are less than 50 of them worldwide at the moment, and I am actually lucky enough to have one. Oh, um, nice. mine is, yeah, mine is not installed or anything. Um, it's just an empty hilt, but it's it's fully machined and powder powder coated. It looks exa almost exactly like it did in the game. Um, there's a few details that need to be fixed, but it, they're they're easy fixes. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my favorite lightsaber. Hell yeah! Uh, there's a long long tradition of uh, yellow lightsabers being canon, but not quite canon. Um, 
jump on YouTube and look up. There's a great channel called Retro Blasting. That's a it's a vintage yes. toy review show. Uh, but he does a whole series about called Star Wars Follies about weird anachronisms from Star Wars toys. He has a whole special all about yeah the the legacy of yellow lightsabers, even though they're not supposed to be yellow at that point in time. I think I actually did see that because it was something about well it was supposed to be green, but it came out this like weird pea color like. Well, it's 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 one of these maddening. Like, did someone not tell somebody? Was it supposed to be yellow at one point? Let's go because since the very first toy wave, there have been yellow lightsabers, even though there weren't any yellow lightsabers in the movies. Uh, I think it was that game was the first time we saw a yellow lightsaber like on screen. Um, but yeah, actually. there's there's a long tradition of why is this yellow? I don't know, but it's yellow. Uh, look it up; it's, it's fun. <clears throat> On that note, I am not a bandwagon. Yellow lightsabers have been my favorite <laughs> since 1997. And Ray's lightsaber's not even yellow. It's gold. Ask the person who designed it. You got that, nerds? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> the Doc, what's your favorite? So, Obi-John's introduction of me into this tonight's episode is completely accurate. Uh, I talk about guns on guns all the time. And um, can I add more to this? Why doesn't this have more? Why doesn't this minigun have a grenade launcher? I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I remember at one point we were playing, was it Army of Two? Where you're like uh, checking weapons out and there was a minigun option. And you're like, where's the secondary? I'm like, it's a minigun. It doesn't have the secondary. You're like, but I want a secondary. Like, what's, what do you want to put on your minigun, Jay? A grenade launcher? <laughs> like, oh, okay. My bad. Stand corrected. Uh, yeah, you know, so <laughs> Obi John was completely correct. I I always look for more. Why can't there be more? So we had three movies with lightsabers that it was like, okay, yeah, there's one blade that's nice. And then in 1999, everything changed when Darth Maul revealed that he had a double bladed lightsaber and i literally shat my pants because <laughs> hey, i, I, I was like actually, hot damn yeah i remember being in the theater seeing that and i remember the theater collectively gasping at how awesome that was yeah because the first time you see it he fights qui-gon it's just more of like a testing the waters type fight and he only ac activates one of the blades. So you're like, oh, he's just got a red blade, like any. But you notice it's like big, and you're like, okay, whatever. And then when he when it's two, you're like, holy shit, this is gonna be awesome. Um, so for that reason, Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber is at the top of my list. So respectable. Yeah. yeah, I remember, you know, I remember going to see that and my myself and once again in you know my my core group of nerd role playing game friends uh went to see this movie together. And uh I remember the, that moment and a, a second moment actually, uh two two moments in that movie <laughs> with lightsabers. That yeah, no, really, I think I've heard this story. You you have. You you should have, <laughs> yeah. It really just, you know, I'm I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, so, you know, my buddy Jeremiah, he's he's my game master when I play. Uh, has been so he's the one that introduced me to, to gaming and role playing games many 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 years ago. And so, over the years, while we were playing, you know, the Star Wars role playing game, 
uh, different campaigns and whatnot. Of course, you know, we, we come across lightsabers. We have lightsabers. And one of the things that he never would let us do is he would never let us use our lightsabers to cut through doors. Now, keep in mind, this is this is during the, the era and the heyday of the old expanded universe. Uh, there, there was no prequel movies yet. So a lot of stuff, you know, that we that we know now we didn't know then. Uh, and he never would let us do it. And I know why he wouldn't let us do it is because if we can just go hacking through doors all willy nilly, then it, it's very hard to slow us down. Um, so he always wouldn't let us. And his excuse was that trying to cut through bulkhead doors and stuff just drained the, drained the power supply too quickly. And we're like, okay, whatever, you know? Um, and then at one point I remember playing games. We're like, Oh, let's make a double bladed lightsaber. Can we do that? Can we make a double blade? He's like, no, no, they, they don't exist. They're too difficult to wield. You, you, you would never be able to control the blades. So in this movie, we go to see episode one and like literally like scene three or something in the movie. What do we get? We get Qui-Gon cutting through a door and, and we're like, dude, what, what the fuck? Dude, dude's cutting through a door, you know? And, uh, in the bulkheads, the, the the blast door slam, and he's not even cut, cutting at this point. He's just letting the presence of the blade melt, which is awesome. And we're like, dude, what the fuck. <laughs> so, so we get past that, and we get all the way to that last fight, and Darth Maul activates that double bladed lightsaber, and all of us just looked at him like, dude, seriously, what the fuck? This movie just covered everything we wanted to do, and you said no. You're an asshole. You know, what's funny is the original title for episode one was Star Wars Episode One, Fuck You, Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs) Too much of an inside joke, though. Lucas changed it. It's pretty funny that it was that specific, like the two things that you wanted to do. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then, then, yeah. And then, bam, here they are, both in one movie. Like, really? Seriously? And one not even, like, one not even 10 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. We're like, shit, dude. He's cutting through a door. What the hell? Uh, well, Scott, what's your favorite saber to cut through doors with? Now that you know you can do that. Now that I know I can do it. Uh, in all honesty, my my favorite saber um, uh, is uh, Mace Windu's. Not because of the purple blade, but the purple blade is cool. Um, I have to admit, I do like it. Uh, personally, my favorite blade color is blue, but I just like the hilt. I, I love the, the the leather and the the gold aesthetics. Uh, I love the fact that it doesn't have this huge, gigantic control box jutting out of it, like you know, Luke's and Obi Wan's did. I never understood the huge control box because it just, to me, in in my opinion, it would it would it would in- interfere with, like if you had to change hands or in the middle of a fight, it would fuck up my grip, but. But, Yet another reason I like Yun's um, doesn't have a huge control box either. It's very sleek. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I, I just like uh, I like I've always liked Mace Windu's. Um, just love the sleekness, the gold aesthetic. Um, it, it just it looked pretty. It was just a uh, I had never seen a lightsaber like it up to this point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It was just uh, it's just the one I always liked. Was... Well, look, to get nerdy, uh, in defense of control boxes on lightsabers, uh, okay, look, the original trilogy shit was all built out of found objects, so it was literally, you know, a little bit of this cobbled with some of that and put that on it and put some thingamabobs on it and a husker-wusker, there you go, yeah, that's a lightsaber, sure. 
so they have a really cool real world, you know, uh, they're, they're not these like designed in a CAD program, 3D printed and then molded like the uh, prequel sabers were, where they get all pretty. Uh, you know, they were they were real things you could hold in your hand. And, and as far as getting in your way when you fight, remember, remember in the original trilogy, George Lucas said that uh, lightsabers are heavy. You got to have two hands on them at all times. As Mark Hamill will tell you, you got you to have two hands, Mark, two hands. Can't take a hand yeah. off, Mark. Yeah. And then he went and watched episode one. And boy. Yeah. <clears throat> See, and then he had his what the fuck moment. <laughs> <laughs> he had his Jeremiah moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can take your hand off a lightsaber now, George, huh? Adding adding on to that, they actually okayed um, Vader, the people who played Vader to use one hand because of his cybernetic grip. See, yeah. <clears throat> um, no, uh, you know, random tirade. Sorry, uh, you know, yeah. like um, in the in their duel on Bespin in Empire, um, you see Luke holding his very much like a like a samurai, which mm-hmm. is what the Jedi were modeled after. Um, like it's a very heavy katana or broadsword or, or something of the nature. But Vader's just like one-handed. I got this shit. Yeah, because he's a pimp. Yeah, with the K. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott, you forgot the best reason to like my Mace Windu's lightsaber. Um, it has badass motherfucker written on it. Well, that too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's also the lightsaber that decapitated Django. It yeah, is. it was in one of the shortest lightsaber fights or, or fights in Star Wars history. Well, yep. but the block, it, block, block, swipe. In defense of that fight, the novelization of that uh, that fight is better than the movie version of that fight. Because in the novelization of the movie, when you get to that fight, um, Mace is like four shots ahead in his head of where the actual fight is. The decapitation was completely accidental. He spun to block a shot and the shot wasn't there. And he's like, wait a minute, what happened? Did I, did I miscalculate? That's when he figured out he had accidentally did, decapitated uh, Django in, in the spin. I always, I always enjoyed that version of the fight better. Yeah, Django's such a pushover. He got decapitated by accident. If I remember yep. correctly, um, I'm not sure if it's in the novelization. I can't remember, but Django actually tried to jetpack away from that, but the uh, the reek that had run over him had actually damaged it. And I think you see it in the movie where he tries to use it, and it like sparks. Yes. Yes. So just, just like in the the novelization of uh, the Phantom Menace, you find out that when Mace Windu and Obi Wan meet back up on Naboo that the reason Obi-Wan is running from the the droids on the staps instead of blocking their shots and just cutting them down like like uh uh <laughs> Qui-Gon like Qui-Gon does is because if you'll notice in that scene he's wet. So he actually he either fell in water or he dove in water to get away from some people but uh, when he did, somehow or another, the uh, the power supply on his lightsaber has shorted out. Oh, I remember that. That's actually yeah. in a deleted scene as well. Yep. So it it wasn't functional. Uh, and he kind of got chastised for it later in the book. Because uh, you'll see where they talk about it. And he's like, always turn your powers. He, he, uh, Qui-Gon tells uh, Obi-Wan, you've got to turn your power supply off on your saber before you go into water. I think that was in the the comic of the film as well. 
I don't remember a comic. I just remember the novel. It's an adaptation of the same novel, but in comic yeah. form. Yeah. Comic uh, adaptation. Yeah. That's better. Django versus uh, uh, Mace Windu. Almost as short as Han Solo versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back. Hey, whoa, whoa. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you heard me. Han had a pretty quick one with Greedo. Not a saber duel, but... Oh, we're, we're considering that. Okay, sure. We'll call it a duel. Second shortest. You're right, Bandy. I stand corrected. Uh, I think that was a topic one day back in the day, the shortest fights in Star Wars. Um, so that's uh, me. Um, so my favorite, even though I just shit on him, uh, is Obi-Wan Kenobi's from episodes one and two. Uh, yeah, the the pretty designed prequel saber. Um, I just love the look of that saber. Um, I love the fact that it's one of the few lightsabers that has a distinct pommel, like a real sword. Um, just, I always thought it was cool. Um, it's got a blue blade, which I tend to like. Um, and I finally have my hands on one. So, uh, from the, the first time he pulls it out in episode one, when I was like, wait, that's not his lightsaber. Um, cause you know, we're so used to seeing old Obi-Wans and later on. I was like, well, well, whatever. It's cool. I don't care. We'll, we'll get to that one eventually. Um, and I love the moment when you, uh, if you watch the behind the scenes stuff of episode one, they show, uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, picking out his lightsaber, they they come to him and open up this briefcase, and it has a bunch of hilts in it. And uh, he first grabs the one that is Qui Gon's, because that's what he was using to uh, to practice and rehearse with. And they told him, oh, "No, you can't have that. It's already uh, Liam already took that one." Um, so his second choice is is the one he ends up with. So yeah, I just want to a- go on record and say that I am shocked, shocked that John picked an Obi Wan lightsaber. I can go to my next. I, I mean, look, it's me. I don't have just one favorite saber. <laughs> I don't think any of us really have one favorite saber. I mean, I've got a whole list of ones that I was going to talk about, but I just went with Yun because <laughs> it's my top. I appreciate that. It's a good pick. Um, anyone have any sabers they hate? Just like uh, every yes. time you see it, it just pisses you off. Okay, go, Scott. Fucking Count Dooku. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hate okay. Count Dooku's saber. Why? Uh, because it looks like an elbow pipe from Home Depot, like with no alterations. It just looks like something that would go under a sink. Uh, I, I don't like I don't like curved hilts at all. I don't like Asajj Ventress's curved hilt um, uh, hilts. Uh, I don't like. Uh, I'm I'm not a Ahsoka's second set where they get that curve to them. Um. But yeah, Dooku's. Every time I see it on screen, it just it's it's just dumb looking. I hate it. Any particular reason, or you just don't like? Once it? it looks like a, it looks like it goes under a sink. It looks like it's an elbow pipe or some kind. But it just looks like a piece all, of plumbing. Why do you hate all curved sabers? I, I, I just same reason. Uh, yeah, no, because the rest of them don't look as far as like uh, they don't look quite as much like a piece of plumbing as his does. Uh, like, Asajj Ventresses do look more saber-like uh, um, and, and stuff. Uh, Ahsoka's, to me, the new ones, not not her first ones, but her second set, uh, literally just look like you took like a, a oriental blade and literally just cut the blade off of it and just had the handle of an oriental sword. I don't like that. Um... Uh, I, I like them to look like they're an actual device of some kind. Um, but I just don't like the, the curved handles at all. Don't okay. just don't like them. 
Okay. Uh, I have one. All right. Uh, I'm going to duck out of live action and go to a cartoon. I think we have the same one written down, Jay. Uh, it would be the Inquisitor Saber. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, it's like, okay, do you want to be single bladed? Do you want to be double bladed? Why does it spin on its own? Why can't you spin it yourself? Like, it's just. Uh, uh, look, look, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, when you first see the Inquisitor, he only has the one blade turned on, and it looks like it's just a lightsaber with like a really big handguard. And I kind of dug that design. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Uh, especially, you know, if like it's built out of Beskar and that hand guard can actually block a lightsaber, that'd be pretty cool. And then at some point, yeah, he, he activates the other side. I'm like, oh, it's a double bladed lightsaber, but it's a really short hilt. So that's going to be really hard to control two blades on. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I think it's at the end of season one, you see, it maybe not, uh, where he, he, he flips the other side of the hand guard on and both emitters start to spin around like a ceiling fan. And it's like, uh, that seems to be a bit much. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah. you know, they they wrote it off as, oh, well, not all the Inquisitors are that skilled with the Force, so it's sort of like they're, they're you know, they're more mechanical lightsabers to give them kind of an edge up on, on the, the Jedi they're hunting. Okay, fine, sure. Where I drew the line, okay, where I was just like, <laughs> nope, nope, I'm out, done, done, yep, done, yep, yep. was the finale of Season 2 when they start using the spinning double-bladed lightsaber as a fucking helicopter blade. <laughs> like they're inspector goddamn gadget just flying around that, that, Sith that, that, temple uh that's where i was just like okay no 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 and it was one of those thank god we never did that again because uh, the rest of the show and i think in, in um um fallen order where you have some inquisitors i don't think they ever used their sabers as a helicopter blade again i think that was one of uh somehow that got by feloni or somebody and when they saw that they're like never do that again uh, uh, I that's that. when I was just like, nope. Yeah, I actually forgot about the whole helicopter thing, and uh, I'm yeah, glad never that never forget. Now, I, I will have to say, sorry. Good. Um, so uh, I will have to say, as much as I hate the helicopter thing as well, because uh, I couldn't stand it when I saw it. I'm like, well, that's just dumb. Um, the uh, the 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 lightsaber book does try to redeem it a little bit by telling us that the the hilt does have repulsor lifts. Like in the hilt, so it's not fully the blade that's holding them up. It's yeah, just they just use it as a stabilizing still, factor. That still Scott, my, my problem. Yeah, it's not the physics of it of how it works. It's the imagery <laughs> yep. of the, the yep. Jedi yeah. Inquisitor, no. yeah. the yeah. big intimidating bad guy, floating into battle like he's Mary Goddamn Poppins. <laughs> Mary that's Poppins. my problem, no. Scott. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend it. It looks dumb as shit, and they should never do it again. I totally agree. But. I, don't, I don't care the reasoning behind why it's letting them fly. It's it's the imagery of it. Yeah. You can make up whatever. He, it's got jetpacks in it. I don't give a shit. It still looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. You ruined just, all your in, <laughs> intimate. I'm glad they did not put that in Fallen Order, because I don't think I'd have finished the game if I had seen that. I am pretty sure, and I was re-watching the stuff today, uh, I, I, they never do it before that episode, and I don't think they ever do it again after. I think that just somehow that got by the showrunners, uh, like the animators did it, or, or, you know, like, I don't think that was an approved thing, and I think when the people in charge saw that, they are like, the fuck are you doing? Never do that again. <laughs> like, uh, was it season three of Arrow Bandy? 
where uh, oh, Green Arrow's bow, bow folds up and just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it you went, might, yeah, literally, literally pulled out this little thing from his pocket and it unfolded into a, into a full forty two inch bow, and you're like, no, did it string itself? Like what? It, and thankfully, they never, ever yeah. did that again. Yeah, they never did it again. They're like, no, nope, okay, we tried it. It's dumb. Never do it again. Just like three shots and it disintegrates. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I had actually forgotten about the uh, that round Inquisitor saber. I don't like that one much. But there's actually um, two, at least two, that I know I don't like. Um, one, and and they're both... Um, old expanded universe sabers. The first one is XR Coons. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that one. Um, yeah, it's double. It's double bladed, and it's got the you know the the spikes on each end. My issue with it is that the the hilt is so short. There is no feasible way to control those two blades. You're going to cut your arm or leg off or something. Yeah, like that's you see that a lot in the uh, the EU stuff with double bladed lightsabers. It was it was Ray Park um, when they were doing the choreography for Episode One, who told the uh, the lightsaber designer, she's like, "If you want me to fight with a double bladed saber, you got to give me more to hold on to." Uh, yeah, he, he, he's he's you know Ray Park is proficient in kendo and all kinds of stuff, and he's like, "Look, you can't fight with that small of a hilt, uh, hilt with two blades. I I can't physically do it." So they literally, he's like, well, well, what do you need? He put his hands out. and was like, this is how far apart I need to be able to hold it. They measured that and then came back with, here's your lightsaber. And it was that long now. Uh, but yeah. a lot of stuff pre-episode one where you see double bit of lightsabers, you see that. Uh, like Bandy pointed out, you see it, it's it's the same length as a regular hilt, but now it's got two blades on it. Yeah, like there's there's no way to do anything except swing it on the plane in front of you. Like if you tried to, to spin around with it or anything like that, you're going to hit yourself with it. Um, my other one, um, is from, uh, it's another character from Dark Forces 2. Um, his name is Gork. He's a, a Gamorrean that has been mutated by the dark side of the force. And he's literally like this, this nine foot tall, 500 pound pig. And his lightsaber handle is as tall as you are. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Like there's, there's no way for impractical. Him, there's no way for him to put this thing. Like, where does he like put it on his back like a lightsaber pike? Is that what he's using? Because the blade's not that long either. It's like he's trying. It's like when he swings it at you, he's trying to hit you with the handle rather than the blade. It's it just looks stupid. I have not seen that, but it sounds pretty stupid. Yeah, go go. Yeah. Like, get on it sounds YouTube. like. Just get on YouTube and look up the uh, the Brothers of the Sith from from Dark Forces Two. Just watch the gameplay footage of that level. Yeah, uh, well, and, just, and look at the big guy's lightsaber. It's ridiculously big. So basically, you you remember um, uh, the the characters in uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, where you had the big giant stupid one and the little the little small one that was his Master friend. Master Blaster. Yeah, it's, basic, it's basically it, it's basically the Star Wars versions of those characters. That is a perfect analogy. Yes, I had forgotten about uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Um, Do we know which one came first? Uh, Beyond Thunderdome, I'm pretty sure. Thunderdome. Dark Forces ah. 2 came out until 97. Yeah. Um, 
and, and yeah, his, his lightsaber. I remember that fight in Dark Forces too. It was really an, it was an annoying fight. Um, because well, yeah, you got the big guy trying to choke you from afar and then swing that <laughs> at you, and then you got the little guy that's like maybe ankle height turning invisible and swinging at you. Yeah, yeah, it was an annoying fight. Um, but yeah, that lightsaber was, I mean, like the handle, you know, was like almost as long as like. Actually, it was longer than the blade, I think. It was, um, yeah. It was, but... like, the best analogy I can give it is Kasdan Paradis' lightsaber pike, but, like, on steroids. Yeah, it was, it was, aesthetically, it was not pleasing at all. Yeah, so those are my two. Anyone uh, else hated lightsabers? Yeah, John, since, okay. since you, you and I had the same one, uh-huh. I'm going to throw out an honorable mention. Oh, you mean a dishonorable mention? A dishonorable mention. And it, it might ruffle a few feathers. I don't know. But Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Thank you. I actually did not like that one either. I mean, okay. Like, the idea of a giant lightsaber broadsword with a uh, guard is cool. With a lightsaber guard, that's a cool idea. However, it's highly impractical. Thank you. Because you cannot block with it. No, you can't. <laughs> as soon as it comes in, the only, now, the only feasible way that I could think of is if his lightsaber hilt was completely made of Beskar. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Right, that be but that would be the that would be the only way. Like, I feel like whoever said, hey, let's give Kylo Ren a broadsword type lightsaber that's got really rough edges and it makes a different noise when it's ignited. Yeah, it'll be trendy and new. I so remember didn't actually, think of physics at all. I remember actually looking into why they did that and uh obviously somebody please correct me if I'm if I am mistaken, but uh what I had found was he had somehow like cracked the the crystal inside his lightsaber, so the blade was unstable, which is why it looks like that. And the crossguard pieces aren't actually meant to be like a crossguard; they're vents for excess energy, which I think was them more trying to backpedal the stupid design that they came up with. Well, but... first of all, Doc, get your physics out of my fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so ships in space bank like airplanes and there's explosions and you can hear lasers go pew pew in space fuck you and apparently gravity because bombs fall <clears throat> um, and I'll you know what look I don't care if it's impractical it's badass okay so Mandy you're right um, uh, so the way I understand it for the in universe explanation of Kylo Ren's lightsaber was that um, I was under the impression it was his original lightsaber that had gotten damaged in the uh, and and blackened in the fire and uh, everything when the temple fell, um, and in his later trying to repair it and stuff. Yes, the kyber crystal got cracked when he tried to bleed it, uh, and it was overclocked. Uh, it was, he actually tried to overpower it. He tried to shove more power into it, hence the, the not stable blade. And he did add the, the two pieces as a vent to, to, yeah, that was, yeah. However, um, 
with the advent of them visiting Malachor in Rebels, that design wasn't entirely his. It's an ancient design of a lightsaber that does have a cross guard with that style. And I agree with the doc completely. I hate that look and I hate that design because it doesn't work because the entire point of a cross guard in, in, in an actual sword is to protect your hand. When, right. when 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 your the blades collide and somebody slides their blade down yours, you don't want them just slicing your hand, so you get a cross guard yeah. uh, or and a basket his, or whatever. Yeah, and unless his hilt is like uh, I think John said, made of Beskar or like Cortosis or something, it's not going to work. Well, first of all, Beskar is the new Cortosis. It's just going to supplant it. We're never going to see Cortosis again. So get that idea head. It's right. gone. Sorry. Uh, I didn't and, know that. A bandy is here because he's the keeper of all things legends. That's fine. That's fine. He's I, right, and I he's would, right. But but Beskar is the new Cortosis. I was unaware that they had completely done away with Cortosis. I thought Beskar was just a new element. Well, it is, but they're not going to bring in. They're not going to bring Cortosis back into canon to do the exact same thing that Beskar already does. It it, so it the, makes no sense. The, uh, uh, spoiler Says alert. You. Is everybody caught up on on Mandalorian? I believe we are. Yes. So have... the uh, the dark trooper appearance. Uh, so they were made of Beskar. Then we're going to find out. Apparently, yeah. I mean, they didn't actually come in contact with a lightsaber on this one, so we don't know yet. <clears throat> Look, um... I'm going to defend Kylo Ren's blade. I don't care if it doesn't make sense, because you know what? None of the lightsabers have cross guards. So your whole thing about it wouldn't work. Well, none of the other lightsabers have that too. So who gives a shit? It looks badass. It sounds badass. And that scene when he's using the side, whatever they are, ports, blades, whatever, to dig into the shoulder of Finn just to like fuck with them while he's fighting. That's badass. Now that was that wasn't in use. I'll I'll give him that. Um, but you you know I can also see you defending the blade because you're also really excited about the high saber that looks like a a rapier. Yes. Yes, I am. They have physical cross guards, and that's awesome. And I want one. I want two. I'll take three just to be safe. Which um, <laughs> I want all the lightsabers. <laughs> we're talking about lightsaber designs that we hate. What do you guys think about the light whip? I can't think of the light whip without thinking of that scene from the Masters of the Universe Dolph Lundgren movie where they whip him with a lightsaber whip. I can't get that out of my head, and that scene looks like garbage, so I'm not a fan. Whip it. I prefer whip it good. Uh, I prefer my whip fully caloried. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Oh, no, no free whips for you, huh? Nope. I need my crickets. Uh, Where are my crickets? <laughs> wrong soundboard. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I there's there's a lot of weird variants we got into in the the EU that have kind of yet to circle around. Uh, didn't the the Night Sisters have like energy bows? Yes. Yes. Those are those are cool. I'll take one or two. I'm, I'm not a fan of the energy bow either. It just well, doesn't seem like the design makes sense. Like, wouldn't you? Like a cross guard lightsaber hill. Hey, they've fixed that design. Go check out the new High Republic one. They someone actually looked at that and thought, well, wait a minute. If that's gonna work, the cross guard needs to be the the the, the lightsaber blade, not the part built into the hilt. They they've fixed that. Oh. See, I, I looked at that cross guard for the High Republic one, and I don't think that one works either. The one from the uh, lightsaber book? 
uh, that I uh, left yeah. in the other room? Yeah, yeah. hang on. Damn it. Oh. Scott's got it. Good. I, yeah, I got it right here. Hang on. I gotta find out what page it's on. So okay. chat amongst we'll yourselves. For time. Look, look. Here's here's my ultimate my ultimate reasoning behind the to me the idiocy of having a lightsaber cross guard is it all comes back to wielding it. You, you really, really, really need to know where you're going with it and like be in total control so that you don't lop off a finger or stab yourself with it. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you would need to be, you know, like a trained, uh, you know, mage, you know, with like some special powers or something. Sure. Like well, the force? Yeah. Wielding, wielding it is also, you know, part of, of my issue um, because if you go back and look at, you know, the duels in the in the films or um, the few Star Wars games where you can wield a lightsaber, the blades lock together. They don't slide up and down each other, at least not very easily. So I don't feel like there would be a whole lot of call for a cross guard to begin with. Nah, Kanan points that out when he's training um, uh, Sabine with a dark saber. That when the blades hit, they almost connect. Not much sliding of the blade. Either way, look, we're getting into the physics of it, and that should never come into a Star Wars discussion. It's what looks cool. <laughs> Sorry. So, sorry. Okay, so I, I found the I found the High Republic saber. Okay, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it, it's the one for for uh, Stellan Gios, I think his name is. Yeah. At the time Gios? of this recording, the High Republic series hasn't come out yet, so all we have to go on is pictures on the internet and this this one lightsaber from the lightsaber. Yeah. So, so we're it, actually, here. it actually says here in in the entry that the cross guards quillions, which are the wings point forward when the saber is not in use and the weapon rests in a holster. Um, and that uh, when the saber ignites, the crossguard blades push the quillions outward, forming the caps to the blades and creating the secondary guard. It is better than Kylo's version or design because there's not like this huge cross-section profile, you know, that's like an inch and a half long that, you know, anybody could easily hit and just avoid the cross guard altogether. They are a much smaller profile. They come straight out of the, uh, uh, the, the, the emitter uh, part uh, and they go into those wings. But um, regardless if they do slide or not, if somebody, if you were to hit it, uh, it, it still wouldn't provide a lot of protection. Uh, it's more functional. It is an improvement, but it's still, not quite there for a lightsaber guard to be, I think, practical. But looks Scott, cool. I'll looks say, cool as hell. Looks cool. <laughs> looks cool as shit. That's all I need to hear. Looks cool. All right, uh, doesn't matter. Speaking of looks cool, let's go around the horn again. Everyone else, give me another favorite lightsaber. I know uh, you got more. I got. Yeah, I got one. All right, I'll start this off. Okay. Hit it. I, I can't believe that I forgot about it because I actually was going to bring it up when you said favorite lightsabers, but then I got so caught up in my double-bladed lightsaber and I was like, son of a bitch. We've all been there. Uh, and that is the dark saber. Yes. It's so badass because it doesn't look like a lightsaber. The hilt doesn't look like a standard lightsaber. It looks like a weapon that somebody who is trained in being like in battle being a warrior would create 
which is you know, fitting because it was designed by a Mandalorian. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like it it doesn't look anything else like it. It of all the lightsabers, it most reminds me of a samurai sword without the sweep to it. Um, but they've also they've done a great job in both the cartoon and the um Mandalorian kind of giving it that that sort of flat profile as opposed to when I think of a lightsaber, like a normal lightsaber, I think of it as being more no. cylindrical. Yeah, rounded off kind of, yeah. Yeah, and the darksaber is flat, more flat, like a sword. and it comes to a point like a blade. It's yes. it's a different color than we've ever seen. It's a different sound from anything we've ever seen or heard, sorry. Yeah. Um, I love the darksaber for all the reasons you named, Jay, and, and the biggest one uh, is the lore behind it. Uh, that that is basically Excalibur for Mandalorians. Yeah, it is this fabled blade that has the power to unite the clans and take back Mandalore. Right. Um, you know, there's a whole history behind. There's a lineage behind it, created by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian Jedi, and to this point, the only one we know of. Um, well, and and I really, really want to either see or read. Um, the uh, the story of the Mandalorian stealing it back from the Jedi. Yeah, because we're never given a solid timeline on when all that happened. So was yeah. that like the opening, or was that like the straw that brought the camels back on the Jedi Mandalorian War? What? Uh, like, there's, there's, again, part of why I love the Dark Saber is there's so much we don't know about it. It is still very much a mysterious uh, um, thing. There's a, a, a um, what am I trying to say? Words are hard today. There's an aura about this thing of, of mystery and the unknown that just makes it so sexy. And it and, looks like there's a good chance we're going to be getting a second one at some point. Oh? Yeah, if you, if you look at the, uh, the, the, the concept art and promo pictures for that came out for the High Republic... Uh-huh. Uh, there's that one shot uh, that you have uh, the the crap ton of Jedi kind of in that V form formation, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you find the full picture, because you see the truncated one where it cuts off the two people at the end a lot, but if you find the full picture on the far right, there's a masked person with a, a lightsaber that has a dark saber blade. Now it's not it shaped same color. It's not shaped okay. like the dark saber. So it doesn't come to a point, but it is black with that white energy outline around it. Huh. It's it's not the dark saber because the hilt of it almost looks like it's uh, I don't know some kind of a carved statue kind of thing. It's very hard to see in the concept art, but yeah, on the far right you see somebody with a very dark saber looking blade. Yeah, I see it. I just pulled it up on my phone here. Uh- it would make sense for the dark saber to be designed around that time. If again, given the images we've seen, uh, it seems to be the trend of that age to design your lightsaber with a cross guard, physical cross guard, and the dark saber does have a physical cross guard on it. So maybe we're going to get into some of that because that's what two hundred years before Episode One. I believe so. Yeah, something like that. So maybe somewhere in there we'll meet Tar Vizsla. Like I said. 
the hilt in this picture is not the dark saber hilt, so I don't think this is Tar Vizsla. Right. But but it's in the realm of possibility he could be introduced in that time frame. It is in the realm of possibility. Also, I want to know because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time we see the dark saber, isn't it in? Um, oh, I can't think of her name Bo-Katan. from Rebels. No, no. Sabine gives it to Bo-Katan to unite the clans. After that, we don't know what happens. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It yep, appears yep. in Mandalorian in the hands of uh, Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan trying to get it back. Yes. So I like. I mean, I'm kind of interested to know what happened between. I think you'll that. find out soon. Good. Yeah. I'm really yeah. hoping to find out before the end of the season. Well, they talked to uh, um, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon, and he mentioned breaking lots of blades on the Darksaber filming season two, and we've yet to see him fight with it. So unless he broke a lot of blades showing it off to Grogu, uh, I think it's safe to say there'll be at least one fight with it this season. You don't give uh, Mando a Beskar spear that's lightsaber proof and not have him use it in that season. That's all I'm saying, okay? It's, it's yeah, you know, true. You've heard of uh, Pavlov's dogs. It's, um, what's his name's gun? Um, that theater conceit. Scott, help me out. I'm sorry, say again. The thing about if you put a gun on stage, it has to go off. What's that called? The what, something. Pavlov's gun. Sure, it's Pavlov's dog, but okay. <clears throat> you got me on that one. I don't know what all you're right. talking about. You're all useless. God. Yes, I am. Do my research for me. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, you don't, you don't, uh, it's, it's, it's Filoni's. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what is it? Filoni's spear. Chekhov's gun? Yes, Chekhov, <laughs> thank you. Dramatic if principle. It, States every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed. So if in Act One, if you establish that we have a loaded gun, by Act Three it better go off. Well, I mean, hell, you know, episodes seven, eight, and nine pretty much blow that out of the water. Oh, because they're examples of great proper storytelling. <laughs> they're not clusterfucked by share community. This lightsaber <laughs> through the force. Okay, okay, hold on. Back on target, back on target. Favorite <laughs> lightsabers. We like the dark saber. Anybody else got some favorites I want to toss out? I a... really I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I've got I've got more than one, so uh, yeah. Uh, I Jason, really like take... um uh I really like uh, uh shit, what's his name? Uh Kanan's Kanan Jarrus's lightsaber. And there goes my third one, yep. <clears throat> I love Kanan's lightsaber. It's a, it's love a it beautiful too. piece. Uh, I like the fact that so one of the things that that uh, and and so I'm going to throw this out for the quote unquote physical cross guard. Okay. Okay. So uh, Obi Wan's has a, a, a uh, sorry um, uh, ultimate Obi Wan the, the second one his, his second saber. Okay. Um, the one we see in the original trilogy okay. uh, has the flared out emitter. The emitter extends beyond the blade. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not just right there with the blade. And a lot of the prequel sabers we see the, the emitter is right there with the blade. It's, it, you know, but we got that flare with Obi-Wan's um, Luke's from uh, Luke's. Well, I'm just going to say Luke's saber because it is Luke's saber. Uh, also has the that green same... one, right? From Return of yeah. the Jedi? Yeah. 
also has that same flared out style. And so Kanan Jarrus brings back that flared. He has that piece that's at the base of the emitter that flares out. Now I'm going to hearken back to old EU here in that that was more than just an aesthetic thing. There was, there was a, there was a tradition. Keep in mind, this is before we saw prequel sabers or anything. Um, that you had some kind of an emitter shroud that flared wider than your um, your blade, because when you fought with a lightsaber, you could either have it one of two ways. You can you can either just have it where you you press the stud and the blade was on while you had the stud, or you could lock it in the on position. And if you dropped a lightsaber while it was locked in the on position, and theoretically it could the blade would just let it keep falling, you know, but that flare out would catch the saber so it wouldn't just keep falling through bulkheads or floors or whatever and you could recover it easier uh case in point there's a uh there's a a, a, i think it's a dark horse comic and i can't remember what series it's in where luke loses his saber and it lands blade down uh and it goes through the bulkhead and it's sitting it's standing upright on that flare out and uh it's locked on. Well, you can't see the blade because it's down on the floor. And one of the, the stormtroopers runs by and doesn't really see it because it's just down there on the, the ground. He kicks it and it spins the blade up and it, it catches like his leg, cuts his leg off or something. But yeah, so that flare out had a reason in the old EU. But yeah, Kanan's brings back that flare out and I just really like it. Okay. Um, same, same. Uh, I love that saber. I love the design of it. Um, the flare out, I appreciate. Not so much because it keeps me from dropping my saber, uh, but because that entire design harkens back to the original Ralph McQuarrie concept art for Star Wars, <clears throat> where you see lightsabers with the the flared out emitter. Uh, the entire uh, visual look of Rebels is based on the original Ralph McQuarrie drawings, which gives it a very unique um, design aesthetic. And I love that that Kanan's uh, very is the closest design to straight out of the Ralph McQuarrie drawings, down to the thinner lightsaber blades. Um, I love it. It also looks very much like a samurai sword, uh, not quite as much as like you pointed out the the second Ahsoka uh, uh, lightsabers, where it looks just straight up like a you know um, ninja sword. But uh, every, it's a cool look. It's a cool design. It harkens back to the old school original what it could have been Star Wars stuff. Uh, and he's just a badass. So, oh, and then the coolest thing about it, I forgot. Sorry, I have notes. This is why I have notes. Um, it breaks out down into two separate pieces so Kanan can store it on his belt without advertising to the world, Hey, I've got a lightsaber. Which, when you're a Jedi living post Jedi purge, is an important thing to have. Fair point. Um, I've got two that I want to mention. Hit it. Um, first one is Anakin's from Attack of the Clones. Um, I like that one because it is very much the Jedi version of the saber he would create later as Vader. I mean, it's it's almost identical in design to the one he had in A New Hope and Empire. Wait, wait, wait! You mean you mean you mean Finn's lightsaber? No, no, <laughs> the Attack of the Clones saber. Yeah, that's, that's Finn's lightsaber, sir. No, no that one gets destroyed. 
That's true. It does get destroyed. It gets I, I, get your, I appreciate your joke, Scott. But thank you. Your timeline doesn't sync up. I'm actually. I've actually got some. I did some heavy research into chain of possession. We'll come back to that later. Oh yes, we will. That's we're going to end the show on that. Don't worry. <clears throat> um, but I uh, I really enjoy that saber. Um, it's the it's the saber he had for most of his Jedi career. Um, if you want to call it that. Um, and I just. I don't know. I, I like the design of it, I guess, because it, it's kind of foreshadowing his becoming Vader in the design. Um, and the other one is uh, Kyle Katarn's blue lightsaber, the one that he made himself, not one that he was given or stole. Because um, it was very different in design to the other two he had wielded. Um, he made it later in life, um, and he kind of at that point had finally developed his own style of wielding the saber and he made it fit his style. Um, the other two sabers that he had used were very uh, one-handed sabers and he made a longer hilt so that he could wield it with two hands. And the design is, I've held uh, a pretty close approximation of that one. It's its very comfortable to, to use because it has the, the double hand grip. Nice. Uh, anybody else favorite sabers before we move on? Um, I, I don't know. Um, the the two that I mentioned are, are are my my big big ones that I like. I mean, uh, I, I love uh, Obi Wan's both of his. I, I love um, like Ezra's second one. Uh, I don't mind his first one. His first one's kind of cool because it gets a little blaster thing on it. Um, I like the fact that that uh, Kanan was a little jealous when he first saw it. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Mine doesn't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, those are nice. Uh, I, I would I would have to say I, I like that style and and that vein of lightsaber more than the prequel kind of uh, stock cylinder, you know, that we see on a lot, like, you know, Kit Fisto, um, uh, Master Luminari. uh, They made that uh, one generic lightsaber and moved a couple pieces around and used it for, like, eight different Jedi. Yeah, 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 you see that that kind of aesthetic. And and, and it it makes sense that you would have it because lightsaber styles would kind of come in and they they would change over the years. You, You would... They would be in vogue to have that style of lightsaber for a while, um, but I don't, I don't, I just don't like that aesthetic. I, I like the, uh, the clan lightsabers. I'm sorry, say again. Those were called clan lightsabers. Just if you say generic so. that several people would use. Yeah, I, I just yeah, don't don't really care for for that 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 aesthetic. Uh, all right, then we're going to jump ship. And once again, we're going to go on the horn and we've talked about sabers. We like sabers. We don't like our first experience with sabers. What's the coolest part about lightsabers? Watching them fight. So everyone give me your favorite Star Wars lightsaber fight. I don't care if it's movie, cartoon, comics, book, whatever. Favorite lightsaber fights. Well, I'll start us off. If you steal mine, I'm cutting you off, Jay. Swear to God. So in in A New Hope, okay, 
we had uh, oh no i'm getting there just hold on in a new hope we had you know obi-wan versus vader and they didn't really know what was going on you're just kind of like okay all right all right um and that's all because of the movie you know they didn't really know what to do then in empire strikes back we kind of have that fencing style of fighting and then uh in return of the jedi we still have that fencing style of fighting but in my honest opinion i don't think we really got an all-out duel of the fates perhaps. stop you're done you're cut off Go home. <laughs> no. until episode one the phantom menace <laughs> the uh qui-gon obi-wan darth maul Okay. battle through the bowels of the palace set at the same time as you know a couple other battles are going on but whenever they cut away to the space battle or to padme i'd be like just go back to the goddamn lightsaber <laughs> marking, marking time yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna extend that then jay because the best part of that duel is after qui-gon's dead when Maul is just, you know, uh, 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 so proud of himself. Uh, he's got that smirk like, huh, I killed your master. What are you going to do about it? And Obi-Wan is just like brimming uh, yeah. with anger. The closest he's ever come to tap into the dark side. I don't know. He, did, he didn't as, come close. He tapped in. Sure. Uh, as soon as that ratio drops, he's off to the races. And it is one of the shortest. I think it clocks in at like 32 seconds. But the fight while uh, uh, Obi-Wan is fighting Maul after his saber is cut in half is some of the best lightsaber choreography we've ever seen yeah. by two guys at the absolute top of their game. Watch that and like slow down to half speed. There are no superfluous twirls or twists or spins. That is all kill shots for 30 seconds. Yeah, and fun fact, they actually uh, filmed that at speed. They're like, that's not sped up film. Like, they actually did that. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember at one point, Jeremiah and I were trying to learn that fight. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we, we, we got pretty good there for a while. Uh, but uh, uh, I was doing the, uh, the, the Obi-Wan side, and that behind-the-back parry that he does. Yeah. Because, you know, Maul hits him, Maul, Maul hits him, and he, 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 like, turns to the side on Maul, and then Maul comes into the back with one blade. He brings his lightsaber over his back and parries, then brings it back forward and parries again. You've got to be Johnny on the spot with that behind-the-back parry. I mean, you can't hesitate. It's got to go straight from one to two to three to four, and you can't stop because it's just, it's just too fast. You hesitate at all, and you hit. Obi-Wan is a badass. He gets nerfed for the next uh, movie and a half. Um, but that fight, oh my god. That fight is see, amazing. See, I don't I don't look at it as he got nerfed. Um, okay. Because he does it. He does not demonstrate that level of, of fighting uh, at any point since. Because, in my opinion, I mean, he went full on. He tapped into the dark side. He used the dark side. He attacked out of rage and revenge in that and he but but it's something that he never does again 
he gets to that level of badass again uh, in episode three, but I don't want to go into that in case somebody else has it on the list. So, uh, no, episode um, two is all about look how cool Anakin is. Obi Wan's there. Ah, uh, just injure him and get him off to the side. Uh, that's that's pretty much all of episode two and the first half of episode three. Uh, I'm sorry, John. I, it really is one of my favorites. That especially with the soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. John Williams Duel of Fates, forget it. No better well, uh sound to have a Let's Super fight to ever. Well, as far as storyline, um the Anakin Obi Wan duel in episode three is probably only if it is second best, it's only second best to the Luke Vader fight in Jedi. Oh um, yeah. There's so much story and emotion behind that entire fight. It, yeah, it's just, and it's, it's the only reason I, I don't put uh, because if you're talking about like sheer skill of the people doing the fighting, um, Episode Three, uh, the the Anakin versus Obi Wan fight, those are again two guys top of their game with lightsaber lightsaber choreography. Practiced that one duel for months, uh, and, and it's 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 got moments of sheer brilliance. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's 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 uh, permeated by uh, 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 jiggery pokery fuckery where we have to have them like swinging off towers and force pushing each other away at the same time. It's like all these stupid gimmicky things they throw on. It's like, no, 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 just sword fight, just sword fight. <laughs> I mean, I get the, I mean, I didn't necessarily like the, the swinging thing, but the, the force pushing and the, the saber twirling and all that, I, I get the story element behind that because these are two guys that know each other so well they know what the other's going to do before they do it and a lot of people make fun of what is now called the obi annie spin yeah where they're just standing the on the table ray party yeah <laughs> yeah where they're just standing on the table twirling their sabers in front of them for five minutes and then they finally hit each other um but the, i mean that's just how well they know each other i mean they know when the other's going to strike and that's when they do it Again, when they actually start crossing blades, it's fantastic. When it gets into all the later part of the fight where they're swing, jumping off of lava pit things and just like, okay, no, stop. Just just go back to just hitting lightsabers together. You, you guys are great at that. Go back to that. It is, um, it is, it is a, a fantastic duel. Another one um, that I like solely because of who is involved is from episode two, and it's the Dooku-Yoda fight. <laughs> Simply because it was definitely just, unique. It's it's unique and it's it's somehow still over the top. And you're like, wow, like how o Yoda's OP as fuck. Like, yeah. Well, just the fact that he he he, he whips. We're we talking that, about. Uh, um, okay, Scott. Go ahead, Scott. Well, just the fact that he you know he opens. Granted, let's get past the cheesy. With this will not be solved by our knowledge of the force. God, I hated that line. But our skills with a lightsaber. Yeah, it's just wow. Let's let's just cheese it up here, Count. Come on. But uh, but he just he he opens that robe. Doesn't even reach across him. Just holds his hand out and pulls the saber to him. That's like yeah, that was, yeah. That was badass. And you, I did you were like, talking about Vandy when you watched uh, Force Awakens and that that moment. Um, <clears throat> Where Kyle's digging the blade in, and, and people were like, you know, gasping in the theater a bit. When I watched episode two, there's that moment where you just see the shadow walking in. You don't see it's Yoda yet, 
everyone in my theater was like tense. I'm like, oh, who's coming? Who's coming? And then Yoda walks in, and there were literal people laughing out loud. Like, what? What the fuck's Yoda gonna do? And then, you know, five seconds, they're like, oh, 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 my bad. <laughs> that's what he's gonna do. Okay, sorry. Small correction though the uh, the gasping was for Darth Maul's double blade reveal. Sorry, um, sorry, 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 my bad. Yeah, now I did say that um, Kylo digging the the blade into Finn's shoulder was a creative use of his yeah, saber. I know someone said something about it. Yeah, uh, but no, like, yeah, people were literally laughing out loud when when Yoda walks up. They're like, "What?" And then and then again, as soon as he has that pimp Mjolnir uh, lightsaber draw, people are just like, uh, "Oh." Oh, 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 oh. And I also, I did like that they brought in kind of an an EU uh, force power with with him absorbing um, Dooku's force lightning. Because that is is a power that um, you could use in some of the older games. Um, And then he held it inside for 40 years and and let it out in Last Jedi, right? Yep, 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 yep. It was catch force lightning, (laughs) put it in your pocket, save it for later. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what he did yeah. I'm just gonna put this inside let it fester and then I'm gonna burn your house down Luke <laughs> and I'm gonna burn a tree down with it Yep. Uh, why because Yoda hates the Keebler elves Page they know what they did <laughs> uh, who else has fights they want to talk about well so uh, is it is, is it uh, the wrong time to talk about the, the ultimate lightsaber fight with the younglings in the temple um, oh, oh, oh. wasn't much of a fight from what I hear. <laughs> he really yeah. slaughtered them. That goes back to that meme uh, where Ray is holding the Sith dagger and all this daggers <laughs> unspeakable things, but yet she's wielding the Youngling yeah. Slayer yeah. thousand. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, my favorite fight though that I love to watch, and I watch it all the damn time when I'm in the mood for lightsaber fights is not in any Star Wars movie or TV show. Okay. It's the, and I don't know who did it because I don't know anything about it other than it's, it's, it's on YouTube is the Star Wars scene 38 reimagined. Yeah. I don't think I've heard of that. What is that? Have you all not seen this? You've seen this. Yeah. So go to YouTube and look up Star Wars SC 38 reimagined. Uh, actually, I think you could just look up Obi Wan versus Darth Vader. So basically, somebody took the the Obi Wan Darth Vader fight and they upgraded it, still leaving in all the same scenes and and cuts, you know, and and everything. But they 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 upped the lightsaber fight. Oh, I have seen this. I know what you're talking about. It's I've good. seen this. I didn't know that's what it was called, but yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that is an awesome fight. It's not canon. It's not, you know. But if, but if I could put that in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Because whoever did that you know, deserves. You go from you go from the original shot of two old men swinging sticks at each other to like actual Jedi fighting with their lightsabers. Well, what, what you see, everybody keeps talking about that the 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 old men, you know, fighting, and that's why. Now we know. Outside of canon, that um, that's kind of what Lucas kind of envisioned back in '77 when he did it. But then we get to Rogue One, where Vader is a complete damn badass. You know, literally not you know a 24 hours. You're lucky, not a week prior to this scene happening. Okay, let's get nitty gritty. Let's get nerdy with this. The real reason that fight 
is is so underwhelming is because it's the first time ever at that point they were trying to film two lightsabers fighting. And at yes. that point, they were trying to do all the effects practical in camera. So the blades are yep. sticks covered with reflective tape spinning around. And if the blades touched, they snapped. So the reason they're so gingerly tapping lightsaber blades is every time they hit each other, they'd break a blade, <laughs> cut, have to reset, and do it all over again. And to get that spinning blade, very much like the proto-saber, there's a fucking uh, a wire sticking out of the bottom of the hilt, down their sleeve to a battery pack on their belt to power the spinning see. thing. <laughs> yeah, You can see yeah. in the movie. Yes. Uh, so it's not because Alec Guinness didn't know how to do storage, uh, stage sword fighting. It's not because David Prowse couldn't fight in the suit. It's because they couldn't touch saber blades. Yeah. I, they, I mean, they, the subsequent yeah. sequels, they're like, yeah, fuck that. That doesn't work because they ended up rotoscoping over it anyway, which is why you get more intense fighting is because we ditched that whole idea. Well, realistically speaking, yes, that's that's why. But as far as like people who are not like us, who are just, I, I guess you'd call them average fans that don't fucking know that casuals. Kind of stuff. Yeah, fucking casuals, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Like, even when uh, the scene where Luke is being trained by Obi-Wan on the Falcon and he's using the remote, there are so many different versions of that scene where Luke has a blue blade, a white blade, a green blade, and it's all in the same movie. Oh, yeah. Because of all the different uh, restorations and prints and stuff over the years and what they did with the color from one one print to the next and uh, uh, and everything. Uh, if it, And I'm sure you've seen it, Manny. I know, uh, 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 John, you've seen it. I don't know if the doc has seen it or not, but there's... Um, there's a great documentary out there. It's not like an official documentary, but it's the behind the scenes of people talking about uh, the when they put together the um, uh, the the Star Wars despecialized editions, uh, mm. which, which you can download uh, in certain places. And, I have, yeah, and they talk about all the different prints. Uh, and and you know the VHS copies and the laserdisc copies and the DVD copies and the Blu-ray copies and everything that they 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 basically had to go through trying to to farm uh, everything out to to make the despecialized edition. It's actually a really interesting uh, little behind the scenes uh, feature to watch if you can find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Um, you know, not to shift gears, but as you know. Obi John and Bandy were talking about emotional punch of lightsaber fights. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, you've got the Obi-Wan Anakin, you've got Vader versus Luke. But honestly, for me, one of the biggest emotional punch lightsaber duels happens in Rebels between uh-huh. Ahsoka Tano and Darth Vader slash Anakin. Yeah. That was good. That was yeah. That was very good as well. And if you ever, it's not what happened in the show, but like Scott was saying, you know, somebody went back on YouTube and redid the Obi-Wan Vader fight from A New Hope. Somebody I saw somewhere, I can't remember when I saw this video, it was like right after that episode came out, somebody overlaid the lightsaber duel along with like 
flashbacks of Ahsoka and Anakin from Clone from Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. I have to look that up. That's good. It's good. Yeah, that's good. I always liked in that in that fight when uh, when Ahsoka cracks his helmet, mm-hmm. and you oh, get, you see his you eyes. See, we see his eye, or it's part of his face, but when you do, if you'll listen, at that point, his dialogue is a mix of uh, um, James Earl Jones doing Vader and the voice actor from Clone Wars doing Anakin. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that was one of the ones I rewatched today, and that is, that is fantastic. It gets me choked up every time. Because that whole, her whole arc that season is is suspecting vader is him to confirming vader is him to i have to let him go because this thing in front of me is not him um so good god love you definitely one of the better emotional punches um i have two more i want to mention um one is just a a fun one that i like to watch as far as lightsabers it's it's one-sided um but it's kenobi versus Django in episode two on the platform at camino (laughs) That's it's a good just, one. It's just fun to watch. First time yeah. we see a Mandalorian fight a Jedi. Yeah. That is You're true. Right. Yeah. It, is, it is one-sided in Django's favor. Mm. Okay. That's, well, well, that's because if you'll notice, once the he starts out the fight, and the entire time it's going, he can't let the Jedi get the upper hand. He has to control that fight from the onset and in order to survive. That. And he knows it. Yeah. Yeah, he's constantly you know, changing up his tactics. Yeah, he constantly changes up his tactics. He uses the uh the the flamethrower, which if you'll notice uh in in Mandalorian when uh, Mando goes up against Ahsoka, that's what he goes to is the flamethrower. Because you can't block it. Um it's an area of effect. Real quick. Huh? She whips that cloak off real quick. Yeah. Um so yeah, he knows for the, he has to control that fight from the onset. He cannot let the Jedi get the upper hand. Uh, when yeah, he sees him reach out, his kid fire up Slave One and start shooting at him. Yeah. He cheats. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, there's no cheating. It's all fair in love and war and lightsaber fights with Jedi's. Yeah, it's good. But yes, if, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say if you're talking about one-sided fights. You got to talk about you know, the the last fight between Obi Wan and Darth Maul. It, it's the sh- it's probably one of the shortest fights out there, but but it should be. Yeah, and Re- it packs a lot of punch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love listening to Filoni talk about that fight because he was like, you know, look, I was right there with because fans were upset. Some of them were anyway that it wasn't a big like knockdown, drag out, super long fight. And Filoni was like, look, we thought about that, but. Look at the timeline. This is like the fifth time these guys have fought each other. They know all each other's moves at this point. Like no one's got anything new to surprise anybody with. And they're yeah, getting and... older, and Maul is half a person now. Yeah, well, they're they're much more efficient with their lightsaber duelings. Well, but it's it, you know Obi Wan is a much older, wiser, and more experienced uh, 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 Jedi uh, mm-hmm. and and fighter. He he's evolved over the years. He he's yes. progressed. Maul never does progress. His rage won't let him. He's still the same person that Obi Wan fought on the boot. To the fact that the reason Obi Wan wins that fight so quickly, <clears throat> and I didn't catch this like the fourth time I watched that fight. Yep. Maul tries to get him using the same tactic he used to kill Qui Gon, which is why Obi Wan is able to dodge it quickly because he sees it coming. Yeah, he sees it coming. He just cuts right through the saber. Yep. 
Yep. Evolution of tactics Maul does not have. Um, the no, last there's one... lots of different robot legs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the last one I wanted to mention, um, by far not my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, it's the Kylo Ren Ray fight with the Praetorian guards in Last Jedi. Um, not necessarily a lightsaber duel per se, but it's the first time that we see creative uses of the lightsaber. You know, turning it off mid-duel, throwing it, stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, there's the the point where um, I don't know if I can't remember if it's if it's Ray or Kylo, but they turn the saber off, drop it underneath one of the guards, and then turn it back on and use it. And then there's another scene where uh, Ray throws it to Kylo, and he just points it at the guy's head and ignites it, and then turns it off. Um, that is something I have only seen in one other place, and I can't remember the name of the comic, but it was a Mara Jade comic, where she had hidden her lightsaber inside a statue um, to assassinate somebody, and she remotely activated it to cut the guy's head. Huh. It's also one of the few uh... times you see lightsabers not fighting other lightsabers. That's true. Traitor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but if you, I didn't want to interrupt earlier, but you guys are talking about one-sided lightsaber duels. How about Darth Vader versus the Rebels? <laughs> yeah. In Rogue One, like Scott brought up earlier. Oh, yeah. You can't get much more well, one-sided was, than that. That wasn't a duel. That was target practice. Yeah. That was a warm-up. Um. Well, Rebel, if we're talking animation. Okay, sorry. Uh, I was just going. I was going to make fun of the end of Rogue One, with with the the altered Darth Vader line of several transmissions were tossed to this ship through an open door. <laughs> yes. Yep. I want to know what happened to those plans you caught. We just need to go back and re-edit that, and it all syncs up. Yeah. Um, no, if we're talking animation, we've, I've got to bring up um, two quick honorable mentions. Um, Season one of Rebels, Kanan and briefly Ezra versus the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, really cool fight. Probably the best use we've seen of that spinny lightsaber blade. Uh, Kanan dual wielding, thinking Ezra's dead. Um, switching up between gun and saber mode on Ezra's saber. Uh, cool fight and also points out why the Inquisitor saber is dumb. So go watch that. Uh, and then the final fight we'll ever see in Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, Ahsoka versus Maul in Clone Wars Season 7, which is, first of all, an amazing fight and very emotionally resonant. Um, it, it's, it's Maul sort of tempting Ahsoka to the dark side a bit. Um, but the actual choreography is amazing because they brought in mocap actors, not any mocap actors. That fight is mocapped by Ray Park. And you Yay, can tell. Ray Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ray Park is a very distinctive style of movement. Like the the animators throughout that show do a good job of quick, fluid movement in lightsaber fighting, but you can't. There's something about the way Ray Park moves. You can't you can't fake that, and you know uh, uh, keyframe animation. Um, it's an amazing fight. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Any other fights? I think we've Move almost covered the ball. Our final topic. Uh, <laughs> all right then. Uh, we're going to close things out with probably the nerdiest thing we'll talk about on this episode all about lightsabers. And that is what I'm calling, where are they now? Lightsaber edition. Uh, there's lots of cool lightsabers throughout the Star Wars uh, saga. Um, 
lots of cool people do lots of cool things with them, and they tend to have a habit of just disappearing. Uh, so we're going to go through some of them now. Uh, I'm going to start out with my boy Obi-Wan, who has lost multiple lightsabers. Um, so his original lightsaber, uh, his his prequel saber, um, he loses it uh, during the fight with Maul. Uh, then apparently, according to canon, builds an identical one. He doesn't just find it uh, on Naboo. He builds an identical one. Sure. Okay, fine. Um, which he then loses when he's captured on Genosis. And during the big battle and breakout scene on Genosis, he's tossed a random lightsaber from a fellow Jedi. Uh, and we never find out what happened to that lightsaber. Is it still on Genosis? Did someone run off with it? Uh, we have no idea what happened after he left Genosis. Because uh, in the next movie, he's built a whole new lightsaber. Did Dooku which, steal it? Which somehow turns into uh, hand grenade, jet engine, and... Uh, household sink parts yeah look he didn't have a there was a war on okay he needed a lightsaber quick he didn't have time to make it all pretty and fancy (laughs) um uh but even that lightsaber so he uses it through the clone wars uh he uses it in episode three he's got it on him in episode four he gets struck down and becomes more powerful than vader can imagine and then what happened to it the last time we see it it's sitting on his robe after he's become one with the force did vader take it did it blow up on the Death Star? Was it on him when he was in the TIE Fighter? And if so, what happened to it then? Um, that, that one, I would say, probably destroyed the Death Star. Yeah. Well, in the in the old EU, uh, there's a series of novels called the Junior Jedi Knight series, which was a um, uh, like middle school kids novel series um, that featured the character of Anakin Solo, uh, the son of uh, Han and Leia. And under under the tutelage of Luke, and there's a couple of novels in that. The last two deal with him traveling to a hidden fortress that Vader had, in which he finds Obi Wan's um, Clone Wars saber. Um, ah. Takes it. So in my mind, there's still a unwritten new canon story of someone going to Mustafar and finding Ben Kenobi's saber in Vader's castle. Yeah. Yeah. So Vader's Vader's castle in the old EU was on uh, the planet with a race of people called the Nogri. Mm. And, and uh, I, I, that was one thing I wanted to mention. I forgot to mention in last week's episode of things we want to see brought back into Canon was I always liked the Nogri because they were brought in to the, uh, the new Republic when they found out um, who Leia was, that she was Vader's daughter and once they did, they pledged because they, they, they basically had a species-wide life debt with, with Vader. And so they, they pledged that life debt to Leia when they found out who she was. And they started working for her, for the New Republic, as a spy network afterwards. Uh, and they always called her Lady Vader. So what I heard was Star Wars Oompa Loompas? <laughs> Except much scarier and much bigger. Well, the Star Wars Oompa Loompas are the Ugnaughts. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. Sorry, sorry. I have spoken. <laughs> um, the next one I've got written down, because uh, there's some cool ideas of what might have happened to this, uh, is Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, so obviously he gets killed in Episode One, um, and uh, uh, Obi Wan picks it up and uses it briefly. Uh, according to StarWars.com, he then gave it to Anakin to use tempor- uh, temporarily. Uh, and then it was placed in a memorial in the Jedi Temple. That was in like 2010. So I don't know if that's canon anymore or not. But there's a cool fan theory 
that Obi-Wan might have held on to it. It might have been in his hut when he was on Tatooine. So when Luke travels back to Tatooine to Obi-Wan's hut to make his new lightsaber before we see him in Return of the Jedi, the reason in canon, maybe, maybe, that Luke's lightsaber is now green is that when he was there trying to build it, he found Qui-Gon's saber and used Qui-Gon's kyber crystal. Again, this is only a fan theory, but I thought it was an interesting what might have happened to it, because we don't know. That, that would actually track, though. That that would make a lot of sense, because as far as we know, Luke was, at the time, unaware of places like Illum. Yeah, so, but, but he did construct his lightsaber uh, with uh, information from Obi-Wan's journal. And uh, I, I'd like to think that if uh, his journal had, you know, instructions for a lightsaber, it would include, hey, by the way, there's this key element you need. Here's a list of places you might want to check out. Well, put a pin in that because there's another one later I'll come back to. About where to look at his, uh, his, his crystal from. Bandy, um, I know you had a couple. I don't want to take any of yours. Is there anyone to jump in on? As far as where are they now, um, my big thing that I did was uh, chain of possession with uh, what I'll call the Skywalker Legacy Saber. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. You mean what That's Disney all... calls the Ray lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah. So, Stupid name for Finn's lightsaber. W- yeah. What does Scott call it? What's it called, Scott? It's Finn's lightsaber. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask. Why do you call it Finn's lightsaber? Because... Because Finn used it in... in Because Maz gave it to him. Yeah, Maz gave it to Finn. She did, but she didn't. No, she did. I saw it. (laughs) I'll I'll cover that. So I actually looked into uh, the legal side of it, like what constitutes ownership of this lightsaber. So I I, I went into this, like, hole of common property law. Okay. Um, So Anakin created the lightsaber. It's his. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Obi-Wan at one point says that, well, Anakin died with the birth of Vader, and that's true from a certain point of view. So if Anakin if Anakin is dead at this point and Obi-Wan recovers the saber, technically Vader has committed larceny of the saber and stolen it from Anakin. Obi-Wan recovers the lightsaber... And I would assume it, it intends to give it to Padme, which is, you know, the property of the deceased would go to the spouse, except she died. So it would then go to the descendants. Well, Luke and Leia are not old enough because they're minors at the time. You know, they're freaking newborns. So Obi-Wan becomes guardian of the of the property. Luke is given the saber at the age of 19. Um and he becomes the owner because Obi-Wan was guardian, not owner. So Luke has now in- truly inherited the lightsaber. He goes on to lose it on Bespin because, you know, he gets his hand chopped off. The saber then becomes, uh, quote, abandoned property. He has <laughs> inadvertently mislaid it. <laughs> um. And we don't know canonically anymore what what happens to it. We don't see it again until it shows up in uh, Maz Kanata's possession. Um, Now, if you find uh, 
lost property, um, you are legally obligated, and this is actually true, you're legally obligated to try and return it to its owner for a period of, I think, 30 days to three months, depending on where you are. After that point, it becomes unclaimed or abandoned property. That's where finders keepers comes from. So somehow or other through through trades or bartering or whatever, Moz comes into possession of this lightsaber. Well, then all along comes Ray and she finds it. Well, Maz tries to gift her the lightsaber, which apparently is a legal term. Gift gifting something comprises of three elements: delivery, intent, and acceptance. She tried to deliver it when she handed it to Ray. She intended Ray to have it when she said, um, this is yours, and Ray would have accepted it had she taken it. But she said no. So Maz uses Finn as a custodian because her intent is for Ray to have it. Finn is used as a custodian, which means that he is holding personal property and trying to return it to the owner. Which also, he, will be he worked okay. sanitation on Starkiller, so he's got custodial experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll see myself out. Yeah, get out of here with that. Um, so later on Starkiller base, Kylo tries to steal the saber from Finn. That's larceny. Um, you know, that Kylo and, and Finn have their fight. Finn gets his ass beat, drops the saber. Well, Ray finally picks it up and accepts the saber. She becomes the legal owner. She then tries to return it to Luke, who refuses it multiple times, so legally, Ray owns the lightsaber. Which she stole from Finn, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Finn was custodian, not owner. Yeah, we know Finn was a custodian. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Uh, Bandy, thank you very much. That was very well researched. Um, but I think we're all in the camp of if you didn't build it, it's not yours. So Disney, we get it, but quit calling it Larry's lightsaber. It's fucking not hers. Well, you want to call the reforged way. one hers? Fine. She fixed it. Okay, she put a bandit on it. Fine. But uh, yeah, that, that ain't hers. <laughs> yeah, it, I still call it the Skywalker lightsaber. So and that because that, that makes sense. Uh, um, freaking Skywalker. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's a whole different legal thing. <laughs> she just declares herself to be a Skywalker. Anyway, uh, the last couple ones I wanted to bring up: um, Emperor Palpatine. We see him using lightsabers in or a lightsaber in Episode Three. We see him dual wielding lightsabers in the Clone Wars. And then by the time we get to uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and and Return of the Jedi, no lightsabers. Were they on a different Star Destroyer? Were they somewhere? Did it just disappear? By that point, I don't think he was carrying them with him. Um, So I still think that they were on uh, probably in his office in the Imperial Palace. So again, someone, you know, they're just sitting around somewhere. So listen, here's, here's my explanation. Okay. Palps is getting up there in age. You Uh know, he kind of fried his brain a little bit with his own lightning. Uh huh. He, you know, he's not quite there. Uh-huh. He, he just forgot him. He forgot that, to pack him when that's, he left. That's, that's fine. But where are they? That's what I want to know. That's the zombies. Where? What happened to them? Where are they? They're back Can in I his office. Them? They're back in his office in Corsican. If he doesn't want it anymore, can I? Can I Corsican it? Well, 
you you could, but see, after he died, the custodians came in to clean the ah, office. Are uh, they the and, keeper and, of the and blade? They found, yes, yes. So and those so, are really Finn's Yeah. So well, so now they're in the 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 imperial custodial services. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and they're using it. They're hanging it upside down outside their office door to zap unwanted yes. uh, <laughs> Why would you put that up? It looks so tantalizing. Um, Luke's lightsaber, uh, and, and by that I mean the one he builds for himself, the green one. Uh, obviously, he uses it through Return of the Jedi. It's hanging on his belt at the end of the movie. In that one flashback in the movie that shall not be named, he's still got it, and then it just disappears. Um, is it chilling out on Octo? Actually, I, Did I he... think... Well, I think I read somewhere that the uh, the 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 nun things, the you know the whatever uh-huh. they were there, they took it and uh, placed it in a uh, a place of honor in the temple. That they still have it. Okay. I'm trying to remember where I read that at. Uh, well, that, that, that again, I don't know where that is. And uh-huh. then my last one uh, that I'm going to give an honorable mention to. Uh, I'm going to put a pin in that. Where did Luke get his green Kyber crystal? Uh, we talked about this earlier, but Master Yoda wheeling and dealing in his green lightsaber through episodes two and three. Uh, and then it just disappears. We see him again on Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back. He's not carrying a lightsaber at all. Uh, when he passes in Return of the Jedi, still not carrying a lightsaber. So completely plausible. The lightsaber is in his hut on Dagobah. He didn't feel the need to give it to Luke. But if Luke is looking around, trying to build the new lightsaber, um, because I believe in canon now, when he would have gone back to... Because the old EU is he goes back to Obi-Wan's hut to, to, to meditate and build. But Obi-Wan's hut's been burned down uh, in the new canon. Uh, Boba Fett burns it down post-episode 4, if I'm remembering my timeline correctly. So that isn't there for him to go back to. So if Luke is out there with Obi-Wan's journal trying to build his own lightsaber and he needs a crystal, not out of the realm of possibility for him to think to go back to Dagobah and look for Master Yoda's lightsaber, which also has a green kyber crystal. So maybe Luke's green lightsaber has Yoda's crystal. But didn't Um, Yoda lose his lightsaber in the duel with Sidious? Did he? I don't remember. I didn't didn't, rewatch three. I'm pretty sure. Um... Okay, so that's somewhere on Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> me... You say me... it. Right. Sorry, somewhere on Coruscant. Near Emperor Emperor Palpatine's uh, quarters. Let me. Uh... Uh, you know, maybe it's just me, but when when you said that Luke got Yoda's lightsaber, immediately what popped into my head was Zelda. It's dangerous to go alone. Uh, I used to have a t-shirt that was that scene with the old man replaced by Obi-Wan and Link is uh, uh, Luke holding up the Skywalker. Sorry, Finn's lightsaber. I love it. I don't know what happened to that shirt. I want that shirt back now. Uh, uh, but that's I, all I got. Those are my where are they now? Uh, I want I want answers. I, I, I thought of one real quick. Okay. Where is Vader's lightsaber? Did they burn it with him? No, he lost it, right? Get blown up in the Death Star? He loses it on the Death Star because Luke cuts his hand off while he's holding it. And presumably it blew up on the second Death Star. 
But apparently that Death Star survived enough to have wreckage on a planet by uh, Rise of Skywalker. So maybe we just need to do some deep diving literally into the water and, and go find it. You just need a second dagger. <laughs> and a really good scuba tank. And a really good scuba tank. You just have to heal a second cave snake. It's like a quest. You lost me at cave snake. Sorry. I was with you till then, but I am. You got to blow up a third ship. <laughs> that you think contains Finn, but really doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so switching gears uh, about uh, Luke's lightsaber. Um, yes. Where I read that was uh, following the Jedi Master's death during the Battle of Crate. Uh, Alcida Aka, matron of the native caretakers, had the lightsaber gathered up along with Luke's other possessions and stored in the island's repository. So that is off of uh, the uh, the Wikipedia entry, but it does not cite a like canonical source, okay. uh, like a novel or something that occurred in. So could it be you know uh, changed if you know new material comes out? Yes, but that's where. I so my that. next question. Um... After our scuba expedition to the second Death Star, anyone yep. want to jump off at Acto real quick? I'm game. Okay. So I'm pitching Tomb Raider Lightsaber Edition, starring the crew of Titan Nerdy Toomey. We're just going to go up pill for the galaxy and get us on lightsabers. Hey, I'll go, but I'm only going for the green milk. And, and to see Finn. Finn's not on Octo. <laughs> He's on Oct 3. Oh... <laughs> Oh boy! All right. <laughs> Thank well. you guys. Seriously, uh, this is this is getting to be one of our longest episodes. But that's that's hey, when we're talking about something we all love, we go long. Um, and there's tons of stuff we didn't even get to. Um, so let us know. Did you enjoy this deep dive into something as is uh, random as lightsabers? Because we got more. We could do a second lightsaber special. I am uh, all for it. <laughs> so let us know did you enjoy it thank you all of you for uh for preparing and coming uh bringing your a game this week uh jay you're on it with the puns as always buddy uh, <laughs> bandy thank you for joining us and making your debut uh, and being the the torch bearer for all things old you i will come back anytime uh with that this has been your weekly nerd alerts and as I'm going to sign off for all Star Wars month, may the force be with you always. It's Ben Flat's April. <laughs>